no, no, no. What is up, party people? This is Stage Lewis, and this is the Sage Against the Machine podcast episode. Who knows what episode? Every time I try to come up with the, the number of the episode, I get it wrong. I, I, you know, you would think I would look that ahead. But what you got to know is, literally, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth when I start to I, I press record. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And then things come out of my mouth. And then I'm like, boy, that would have been cool if you had known what episode uh, you were on. But then the other sage is like, well, it would have been cool if you had had a meeting with yourself and would have practiced what you were going to say. And then we could have prepared for that. What's up, everybody? I want to talk about deep systemic lies of well i mean government in general but specifically joe biden specifically joe biden that guy is a lying liar like he i i i can't i don't even know how he lies so much now or you think I'm some sort of Republican, you got to know I'm left. I voted for Joe Biden. And if Joe Biden's on the ticket, I'll vote for him then too. But I don't like Joe Biden. My wife wants to show you a picture of me and Joe Biden. Uh, I got a really good picture during the Barack Obama uh, campaign of me and Joe Biden. But I'm tired of these guys. I'm tired of them lying to black people lying to middle-class people, lying to everybody so they can get elected. I mean, I do believe, I do believe that politician equals liar. I, I think that the people that run for office are highly ambitious mildly insane, and will do anything to win. And the higher you go, the more it's true. I think that's just the case of politicians. I just just don't see how you could make an argument any other way. Um, Shamas Malik, you know, stood up at city council and bashed the title of one of these episodes of my podcast. It's the biggest shout-out I think I've ever gotten on my podcast. He didn't like the title of it. That all politicians are slime cancer. I think I was, I thought it was quite creative. But he didn't like it. How dare I say anything negative about a politician? How dare I? How dare I? And he clearly didn't listen to it. He didn't watch the podcast. He just saw the title, which obviously points out how great the title was. That it it, it affected him so much. The title was so genius. That he had to bring it up at city council as a councilman. That's 
amazing. That's an amazing title, ladies and gentlemen, of a podcast. But if he had listened to it, he would have heard me say, look, I'm getting into politics. When you run for politics, you can't say you're not a politician. That's just yet another lie. That's just another lie. You're a politician by definition. You run for office. You are now a politician. Bam. You might be a losing politician, a bad politician, a good politician, a winning politician. Those are all adjectives to the noun that is politician. Let me make sure I'm. What is a politician? A person who professionally is professionally involved in politics, especially as a holder or a candidate for an elected office. Bam. I'm right. You, if you sign up to run for office, you are now a politician. Knew it. Knew it. And so that's what I said. I said in the podcast, I said, hey. (laughs) (laughs) That would be offensive to cancer. You're right. I am sorry, cancer. (laughs) It's true. I apologize for offending cancer for my statement. Good point, Janet. (laughs) Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, why, why would that upset him? He gets so upset anytime anyone says anything other than they're frustrated. Because apparently that's all you're allowed to say. If you watch Shamus Malik, he stands up at city council and just says, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated. Apparently that is the only word we are allowed to say. According to Shamus Malik, if you say anything other than that, you're being offensive. I don't know why. I mean, it's really all he cares about is how people, he doesn't like how people talk. Grew up in Akron, and then he goes over to Harvard for a couple years, and then he gets super hoity-toity. He must have always been hoity-toity. Kind of what I've heard from some people. But whatever. Um... He's not going to win. Not going to win. Mayor. Uh, he's a snowflake. Yeah, right. Is that, I don't under, I don't, um, I, I don't know actually what, who, is it Republicans that usually call Democrats that? I just don't, I, 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 I can't remember. I like the snowflake word. It's very cool. Uh, but I don't know. Is it was that something that conservatives made up and uh, for accusing Democrats because that would be accurate. Um, Democrats are incredibly fragile, very very sensitive, and mostly it's because their life is so good that they have insulated themselves from any actual problem. <laughs> uh, 
upset over there in uh, San Francisco because people are breaking into their cars and breaking into their houses. All the rich liberal elite over there. Because, you know, everybody, nobody can afford to live over there except rich people. Uh, Let's see. Snowflakes melt under heat. Yeah, right, 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 right. I agree. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, is that what it means? I I see. Yeah, true. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't uh super sensitive Republicans. Like, you know, I can't tell you how many really sweet old ladies get on my, sorry, maybe you aren't old, not you, don't give a, but like, it's usually an older white lady who's a Christian and she's like, I wish you'd stop cursing. They always use that word cursing. Only conservatives. Only evangelicals, I should say, use that word cursing. And I am trying to swear less, but the more I think about it, the more I want to swear. So I got to move on. I just addicted to swearing. I love it. I love swearing. I mean, I'm not saying that you should just collapse your vocabulary to a few words. It's a fine line, right? Because you want your words to come across so the most people can understand them and understand what you're saying. A a swear word is perfect that way. Perfect. Everybody knows what you're saying and you're pissed. Love it. But you don't want to just, you want to, you want to have an interesting vocabulary, but at the same time, you don't want it to be so interesting that people don't know what you're talking about. You're using words they never heard of. Just love swear words. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. But it does hurt people's ears. Um, people who curse are proven. To- Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. I'll take anything that. <laughs> I've heard that. I I don't I need to read the study. I mean. I'm considering I love to swear and I read that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, that's right. We have a higher intelligence. I will say my uh, wife is smart as fucking. She swears worse than me. She's a truck driver, sailor. Damn, that woman can swear. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. She works at an elementary school. It's very challenging for her. She has no filter. Thinks I don't have a filter. You want to know the truth? Ask Rocky Lou. Um, this right here, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. We beat Farmer this year. You remember that? You remember when he said that? We beat Farmer this year. Yeah, we beat Farmer this year. You tell him, Joe. Except it's a fucking lie. We didn't beat pharma. Pharma is 
Joe Biden's world. Look at this. The top pharmaceutical contributors to Joe motherfucking we beat pharma this year, Biden. Look at that. $8.7 million came from the pharma world. Trump had nothing on that. Bernie Sanders comes in at number three. My man, Bernie. My man, Bernie. Where's my picture? Where's my picture? Oh, sorry. Here, there I am. Um, this is a lie. This is it. War- Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, can never say that. Look at all these Democrats. Look at all these Democrats. We beat Farmer this year. <laughs> ah. Ah. We beat him. Andrew Yang, $391,000. This is bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. And the reason I bring it up today is because of Joe Biden's newest chief of staff. Biden taps Jeff. Here, if you want to be in the cool, I'll tell you how to pronounce this. Zience. It rhymes with science. Zience. That's how you say his name. See, look, I prepare for this show. I learn things. Not a total winging. Uh, Jeff Science. Well, that's exciting. I wonder who Jeff Science is. Well, let me tell you something. Let me just go through. Uh, no, we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, I also love this. I love this saying. Uh, Wall Street, Biden says, Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built this country. Which, uh, incidentally, if you go and you look at the top donors of Joe Biden, these are t- Joe, the, from, okay, Donald Sussman, a chief investment officer of a hedge fund. James Sa- Simon, uh, co-founder of Legendary Hedge Fund. Uh, Deborah Simon, uh, father, uh, founder of America's largest mall operator. Uh, well, at least not a hedge fund. Uh, billionaire real estate magnet. Yeah, that's, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Sequoia Capital, venture capital. I, it's, it just doesn't end. It doesn't end. The lies, the, the absolute lies of this man. Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built this country. Then why are you sucking their dicks all the time, Joe Biden? Why? Why? Okay. This, uh, from Market Watch, incoming Biden chief of staff, Zions, is nearly wealthy enough to buy the entire White House. The person widely reported uh, to be Joe Biden's next chief of staff is enough assets to swap it for the entire White House, were it ever for sale. 
financial disclosure form for incoming White House Chief of Staff Jeffrey Science lists asset ranging between, you know, 89 million or 442 million. It's hard to say on the given day. I don't know. You know, some days I feel like a 90 millionaire. Sometimes I feel like a 300 millionaire. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. That's, that's Jeffrey Zients' world. That's where this guy lives. In the, what kind of multi- Hundred millionaire am I today? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. I think I'm only worth. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all the way with the four hundreds. I'm in the four. <sighs> that form is based on data as of May 2022 from his free previous role as coordinator of the COVID-19 response. Science, according to the Associated Press and other outlets, will replace this dude. Uh, Zillow said that the uh, White House is worth $481 million. That's interesting. Um, uh, so here, let's learn about Mr. Zients. Zients started his business career, business career at Bain and Company. Wonder what that could be. And later held a similar role at Mercer Management Consulting. I wonder what that could be about. And was also the former chief executive of the advisory board company. Hmm. A what? A healthcare consulting firm? That, huh? Healthcare consulting firm. I wonder what that means. We beat Pharma this year. The vast wealth of science has led to criticism from groups, including Revolving Door Project, which has said he is becoming astonishingly rich by profiting in healthcare. Hold on, I got to do something because I love this so much. We beat Farmer this year. Yes, we did. Jeff. We beat him, buddy. <gasps> <laughs> became astonishingly rich by pro profiteering in healthcare. That just oh yeah. Pointed to settlements in firms he either controlled or invested in, which paid millions to settlement allegations of Medicare and Medicaid fraudulent billing. We beat Farmer this year. <laughs> we'll show them. We'll show them how to beat them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, also, don't forget, he was also on the board of Facebook. Facebook. Here, here's a statement from Revolving Door. Uh, let's see what I can tell you. Uh, the Biden. Okay, Americans are appalled by profiteering in healthcare. Jeff Zients has becoming ast has become astonishingly rich by profiting in healthcare. We beat Farmer this year. Americans are aghast at how social media companies have built monopolies and violated privacy laws. Zients served on the board of directors of Facebook as it was defending itself against growing attacks from both political parties. Over the span of two decades, 
The healthcare companies that Zions controlled, invested in, and helped oversee were forced to pay tens of millions of dollars to settle allegations of Medicare and Medicaid fraud. We beat Pharma this year! This guy is a lion sack of shit. A lion sack of shit, this Joe Biden. I'm still super salty over him shutting down, uh, not letting the uh, uh, the railway workers go on strike because they wanted seven days of like paid leave, and Joe Biden had to have Christmas, so he went and took all of his surrogates and flooded all of the the liberal uh, uh, mainstream media media and said how terrible it would be if those workers went on strike. He canceled their strike, but on another, he says, he says, he supports, he says he supports a paid leave. Does Joe Biden support paid leave for workers? Okay, here, uh, the White House, here, eight, 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 what, eight, uh, uh, eight hours ago, uh, marking the 30th anniversary of family care leave. For 30 years, helped Americans take up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave. Millions of workers still face impossible choices between keeping a paycheck and caring for their family or themselves. I wonder how that would happen, Joe Biden. I wonder how that would happen if you ruin, squash their, uh, their only thing they have, which is their union, to organize. What a lion sack of shit. We'll continue to champion and take action on national paid family and medical leave, affordable child care. You can't believe a word out of this guy's mouth because when it comes to money, he doesn't give a shit about anything he said. Joe Biden fist bump. This right here. This right here. The president laughed off, laughed off. The uproar that ensued after critic called the gesture overly chummy. Joe Biden on Friday laughed off the backlash he received for the fist-bumping Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. You remember why? I bet this article will tell you. An exchange that sparked outrage given the reports that the kingdom de facto ruler approved the 2018 assassination of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Biden chuckled <laughs> when a reporter mentioned that his interaction earlier Friday with the Crown Pins had come under fire. Asked by the same reporter whether he can be sure a murder like Khashoggi won't happen again. Biden responded, God love you. What a silly question. How can I possibly be sure of any of that? An asshole. Condescending fucking asshole. If anything occurs like that again, they'll get that response and much more. What a bigger fist bump, Joe? Continue referring his 20-time campaign to turn Saudi into a pariah. Well, that didn't work. Biden had said earlier in his remarks that he didn't regret using the term pariah. At a news conference following the meeting with uh, Ben Solomon, Biden said the prince claimed he was not personally responsible. That's good enough for me. I indicated he thought he was. I thought he was. Well, there you go. Did you indicate that, Joe? Well, that's enough for me. As long as he knows, you sort of implied that he maybe he was involved. Biden's meeting with Solomon on Friday marked perhaps the most closely watched moment of the other Americans. Yeah, neither Saudi Prince Solomon or the Crown Prince were in attendance. Blah, blah, blah. They didn't even meet him there. Uh, instead, Biden was received by various other Saudi officials, including the governor. 
<laughs> but upon Biden's removal, Al Salam Royal Palace, where he was scheduled to participate in a meeting with the king, the crown prince on hand, agreed the prince. He stepped out of the vehicle, fist bumped one another, walking inside. Change prompted immediate backlash from human rights activists who criticized Biden for offering what they called too friendly a greeting. Yeah, he's a fucking murderer of, a, of an American journalist, you fucking asshole. The president also received criticism from Washington Post publisher who called the fist bump shameful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking atrocious. Fist bump between Biden and Bohemian Summit was worse than a handshake. It was shameful. It projected a level of intimacy and covered the convert that delivers uh, to M MBS the unwarranted redemption. He wanted it because he, it was right before the midterms. He wanted uh, some oil thing to keep prices down. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Um, God, I just, he's terrible. Joe Biden is terrible. Now, the reason I bring it up, because all these politicians suck. Not just Joe Biden. They're all lying sacks of shit. Not to uh, insult sacks of shit, by the way. All sacks of shit. I sincerely apologize. I hope you can forgive my colloquialism. Uh, sacks of shit, I'm sure, are lovely and helpful in many situations. The world we live in, we have to you know, qualify our, don't want to hurt the sacks of shit. Um, and what I, I want to tell you is that this is the norm. This is what politics as usual is in America. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you need to get out and help me win Akron City Council. Now, the guy I'm running against, I don't know nothing about him. Uh, he's been involved in some uh, uh, potentially the word controversial uh, real estate deals. I believe the Mayflower was on his watch. I think. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I don't. Uh, I've heard that. I I don't know my can my my opponent. Could be a lovely guy. Could be the next Jesus, for all I know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is what I've seen in the past. And he's an insider. He is, he is endorsed by Dan Horgan, the mayor. He's endorsed by Pasquale, the previous mayor. He's endorsed by all the insiders. And I can't wait to see. Ooh, let's go see if his uh, financial statement. Uh, comment. Word of election. Did you know that you can see what uh, you go here to candidate information, and you go to uh, you go to local committee filings, and then let's see, pretty. Uh, it says it's active. Oh, wait. Yep, nope, just designation of a treasurer. I don't know. Uh, you had we had to put it in by Feb of uh, January 31st. Um, I would imagine maybe they're just behind on putting, but um, you know, like here, you want to like, like, look, 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 let's do let's just do Dan Horgan. 
our mayor. Okay, you can see who. Um, let's do okay. Okay, so he has put in. Well, this is. Uh, we'll just look. File for megabytes. Okay, so he brought eighty three thousand dollars. This was uh, January seventeenth, twenty twenty three. So this is his most recent one. Okay. This is a guy that is not running for election. He had $83,000. Um, and uh, let's see, balance. I think that's it. Maybe contributions. Total money. Okay, so he only made $750 this time. Um, he made a little bit. Okay, so let's see. Uh, contributions received. Here's the OEM. O A E C O M pack $750 from Washington DC. Here's the People's Bank $404.25. I don't understand why the People's Bank is giving him all that money. That's uh Rachel's Angels $600. Oh, they're good people. Okay. Good. I actually totally Uh here's the Akron Parks Collaborative. 320 local 2019 golf outing, Fry County building trades, Jenny Vale Valley, Jenny Valley, $12. These are not as good. Hold on. I can get you better ones. Hold on. Just, I mean, I'm not saying they're not fine, but like, let's just go back to like when he ran for mayor. Like, like, let's, it's just, uh okay so he he made in this one seven thousand dollars okay so let's look um let's see he made something from a guy a person in hudson from swell advisors 250 uh dettelbach for ohio uh in solon 250 tracy carter retired that one seventeen fifty. St. Vincent yearbook, void uh, uh, check, I guess. St. Vincent St. Mary yearbook donated. People's Bank, Sarah, uh, Sarah Uronic, I don't know, 74. Triad, refund of overpayment. Uh, they just gave him money. Uh, Andre Thornton, McDonald's Hopkins LLC. $500, Robert DeGennaro, Independence Excavating, $500, Grin Falls, Dale, Donley Construction, $750, uh, Julius Giaccia, Retired, $750. Um, you know, you can just kind of go through and see who is donating to these people. And like at, at the heat of these elections, You'll just see it's like law firms and uh, executives from companies that probably want, um, you know, want like uh, some sort of kickback. I was talking to a woman, a person, doesn't matter. She's, I was talking to a person that had worked in a in a um, office with a 
um, politician, and all the people that would get contracts from these people had a certain amount they had to contribute. It was just known that if you wanted that contract, you continued to uh, you continued to donate to the candidate's campaign. Um, it's just a mess out here. It's a complete and total mess. I would call, you know, I feel like some people call this late stage capitalism. I think we're in late stage democracy, which is, is, um, it, it tied into this grotesque thing, this massive system of, of capitalism that is just this, this multi headed tetrahedron of, 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 of consuming everything in its path. And I think that, that, that politics just follows right along with it. Um, and we've, I think we've lost our way, um, politically, um, and business wise of what it meant to be, um, an American and, uh, to have an American business. It's just now this, just this grotesque, absurd form of grossness just gross um but i do believe that there is a uh path forward i do believe in it um malcolm x gave a speech in cleveland ohio titled the ballot or the bullet and his idea was you either win at, uh with a ballot or you win with a bullet and you know he's talking either democracy or revolution basically and um, I believe in the ballot. I believe in it. Um, it's very difficult for outsiders to uh, gain traction because everything benefits the insiders. That you know, you you're an incumbent, so everybody knows your name. And if there's no term limits, then you know, you can just go on. You can do that for decades because, you know, people aren't paying attention to local politics and they just fill in the oval the guy's name they know. Um, I, I, I'm, and that works all the way to the president of the United States. I think it's easier being an incumbent in certain circumstances as long as you don't screw up too much. Um, they, you know, they, they allow huge donations. Uh, they allow these packs where they can funnel dark money so you can't even see where the money's coming from so but they know where the money's coming from of course they know who's donating those millions and millions of dollars um and they're gonna get a return on that investment you don't invest thousands or millions of dollars in someone unless you think you're going to get a return to make more money it's a it's a strategic money play for those people. The people that have millions of dollars to invest are all about money. That's their thing. They, they spend money to make money. And they're going to spend money on the candidate that is going to help them monetarily. And that's why Joe Biden... 
got the most money from the pharmaceutical industry because, I mean, his chief of staff is from the healthcare industry. He is, he probably has at least $400 million he's made in the health, on the backs of American citizens in the healthcare industry. It's insanity. Oops, sorry. Uh, the rich run things and claim to care and understand the lower class, but how can you understand something you've never experienced? Well, that's exactly right, uh, Shannon. And the thing about it is, is they say they understand to get elected. It's like what um, Democrats do to black people. They like expect black people to keep voting Democrat, and then they don't give Dem- they don't give black people shit. They don't give them anything. They never have. They never have. One of the things that uh, I was pretty impressed by Donald Trump was that he catered to the evangelical people, and he delivered for them. Um. And it was a pretty good relationship. He overturned Roe v. Wade. He just filled the courts with conservative uh, judges. Uh, he got that. What was that thing in Jerusalem? Um, what was that headquarters in Jerusalem that Donald Trump got? Yeah, look at this. Donald Trump recognizes Jerusalem as Israeli's capital, Israel's capital, and orders the U.S. Embassy to move. Huge, huge benefit, huge uh, for uh, evangelicals. Love it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, so at least at least he delivered on their commitment to him. Then it says, I thought I understood the homeless, but didn't understand shit until I became one. Right. I mean, that should be, like, when you take that, that truth, and that's called lived experience. Call it lived experience. There's nothing more meaningful than living it. Right? We can, should be able to apply that now, if that's the truth in homelessness, we should be able to apply it to addiction, black people, um, uh, 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 poor white people, conservatives, Democrats. We should be able to say, hey, I don't understand fully why you're doing what you're doing. That should be the answer because I would think, um, hey, Jen from Chippewa Lake, love Chippewa Lake. You have opened my eyes. Wow. Thank you, Jen. That is very, very, very kind of you to say. Um, love Chippewa Lake. My wife says maybe we should move to Chippewa. We'll see. I don't know. I love it there. I love it there. Um, but not move, but probably... Get a like a maybe a lake house. Well, like fun. 
Um, that is not in anywhere in our near future. So, uh, um, we need to get to a point where we are upset at somebody or a group of people, and instead of just name-calling them or dissing them, which is what we do in politics, we got to get in the habit of, I don't understand why you're saying those things or doing those things. In every case. Because if we don't do that, says, I grew up in Akron. My dad and brother live in Highland Square. Oh, yay. So fun. Live in Highland Square. Love it there. If we don't do this, we are only ever going to just clean up the mess. Okay? Like, let's take school shootings, right? How can we solve school shootings? Get rid of guns. Okay? Uh, valid, uh, valid idea. Valid. If there are no guns, if there literally were no guns, um, that would make school shootings harder to come by. How many guns are in America? Uh, look at here. Americans have more guns anywhere else in the world. Uh, the U.S. has 120.5 firearms per 100 residents. <laughs> um, how many number? How many guns in the United States? Okay. Um, the National Institute for Justice reported a survey of 1994: 44 million people owned 192 million firearms. 65 million were handguns. So now let's um call called Sage on the Ooh on the Lake. That would be nice. I love it. I love it. I could do it outside on the lake in a rowboat or something. Um now let's just talk about it. Based on what you know about Americans, how likely is it that you think they're going to get rid of their guns? Now, how well is the war on drugs going? We all know it's illegal to do drugs. Why don't you guys just stop doing drugs? Why don't you stop buying drugs? Huh? It's illegal. Americans, thank you. And says it's not likely. Hell no, are these people gonna. And then guns aren't dangerous, people are. Now, to that point, let's look up how many gun deaths in the United States last year. Okay, here's some Pew research. Uh, more Americans died of gun-related injuries in 2020 than any other year on record. That's a lot. Despite the increase in fatalities, the rate of gun deaths, a statistic that accounts for the nationwide growing populations, remains below levels of earlier years. 
Now, let's look at this. In 2020, the most recent year for which complete data is available, 45,000 people died from gun-related injuries in the U.S., okay? The figure includes gun murders, gun suicides, along with three others, less common types. Tracked by the, Those are unintentional. Those involved law enforcement, and those circumstances could not be determined. Does exclude deaths in which gunshot injuries play a contributing but not principal role? So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. 54% of gun deaths are suicide. Suicide. Why do we not have a conversation about suicide? I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't play any political role. It doesn't, no one has politicized suicide. Okay? You understand? Now, I'm not saying that school shootings aren't absolutely a 100% totally unacceptable, deplorable. Um, if we can't keep our kids safe in this country, why bother having a country? For God's sake. For God's sake. You can't keep your kids safe in a school? I. What's the point? What's the point? Isn't there one thing we could freaking care about in this country. One fucking thing. Yeah. So let's just start taking away everything. No, man. It seems like the only thing we really, really care about are these school shootings. Let's lock that shit down. Okay? None of my guns have ever just got up and said, today I choose violence. Indeed. That's true. That's right. The other side of that, I carry a gun on the east side because there's a lot of guys out there, it's mostly guys, men, that carry guns that are looking for violence. They buy the guns. Where do they buy them? Hartville Flea Market. You don't need a background check to go buy guns at the Hartville Flea Market. Great. And then the Amish down there also sell guns to Akronites, too. They do it, too. And sometimes the Amish will say, hey, uh, tell people you got it at the Hartville Flea Market. <sighs> um, so what do we do about that? Well... You see my gun? I'm pretty proud of. See this? If I can get it. Gun right here. Gun here. Pretty proud of this gun. The reason I'm proud of this gun is because I now own this gun. And the reason I decided particularly to purchase this gun is because this gun was pulled on me by somebody that rents at my house. 
Okay? The guy, uh, every once in a while, he gets his monthly payment and then he goes on a huge drug binge and stays up for days and then believes people are coming after him. He goes totally apeshit bananas and then he acquired this gun. He pulled this gun on me. He did not point it at me. He pointed it at my friend EB who was standing next to me. I got in my truck because I'm like, fuck this. I'm just leaving. Meanwhile, I have a gun on me. Okay. I have a gun on me. I get in my truck and leave. And a friend of mine said that she heard and saw the gun go off and saw the, 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 the flame, the fire from the gun. I did not hear it, but she has said it over and over again that she saw him fire that gun at my truck. So what are we going to do about that? Well, I was pondering this because um, I was like, well, what am I going to do about this? this? Guy lives in my house. He's bananas. And I woke up one morning and I'm like, I'm going to buy that fucking. And so about the 20th of the month, when his check is coming in another week, he's totally out of money, totally needs drugs. I buy the gun from him. Pay $200 for it. I was going to pay 100 but he didn't seem to budge on 100 He couldn't find the gun. I was in his room. Like, man, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I'm like, I'll give you 200 bucks for it if you get it to me right now. He stood up, and he started looking around his room. He's like, you can look, too. I looked. I looked. We couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Damn. That idiot freaking lost his gun. Then a few days later, gun magically appears. Wants his $200. Gave him the $200. I got the gun. It's in my safe. Bam. Now, I love this story because there is a solution. There is a solution. Um, yes. Then we do keep coming back to this mental health issue. Okay. Um, I, I'm always hesitant to just, and I'm, I, 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 I know you're not doing this uh, because you're obviously a very thoughtful person, but I think sometimes political parties, the news, you know, they got 30 seconds to tell a story. They're like, we think it's, uh, we think it's mental health. Yeah, but it's also um, in the cities, I think, hopelessness they're like fuck it i'm gonna go i'm slinging drugs man they start uh muling drugs running drugs up and down the streets at about 14 and then about 16 17 years old they start selling the drugs themselves and then they're into it people love them and respect them and uh um and then dude you will die over a 50 dollar debt in the streets you will die can I, can you understand that? You owe $50. You are up against a death sentence. A lot of people on the streets got no problem killing you for $50 or less. Got to understand that. And that's not mental illness. That's not having a way out. 
They haven't seen their grand, nobody in their family that they've ever met had a good job. They didn't, um, nobody worked at Goodyear. Nobody had pensions. No, it's not, none of that. None of that. They're just generation after generation of poverty and prison. Your dad went to jail. Your grandfather went to jail. All your uncles went to jail. Your mom lives alone. Um, black women are twice as likely to experience eviction as anybody else in, uh, in America. Um, so you're getting evicted. Your lights are getting turned off. Your water's getting turned off. Your house is getting condemned. There's people getting shot all around you. You've got to think about what that does to your psyche, which comes back to what somebody said. It was, it was Jen, and Jen said, let's see if I can find this. Jen said, um, or no, I'm sorry, not Jen. It was, um, it was Shannon. Shannon said, I thought I understood the homeless, but didn't. I didn't understand them until I became one. This is the point that I really want to get to. It, um, yes, there. You're right, Shannon. That's so true, Shannon. Um. Hopelessness leads, and they, yes, thank you. That's exactly true. That's, and addiction, it leads to addiction too. Can't forget that. Um, because addiction is just a coping mechanism. You know, like wealthy white people, what we do is we exercise and eat right. Like I'm, I can't tell you all the freaking, I'm on a 75 day journey. I'm eating all these unique beans and and vegetables and blah 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 and I'm exercising. It's a coping mechanism to deal with the bullshit called life. All right? And I am not living the life of an inner city uh person that has no resources. But let me tell you something. When I get depressed, you know what I would do? I eat. I eat. I throw it all to the wind. I want to eat everything. I want to eat ice cream. No, not really. I love I love the salty stuff. Chips and salsa, pizza, burgers. I just eat and eat and eat. That's what I do when I'm depressed. I used to drink. Okay? I used to drink. So when we see this stuff going on in the inner cities and in our schools, we can be upset and we can even be angry at the person. Like, what are you doing, you stupid idiot? You know, like this guy. I can't tell you how angry I was at this guy. I'm like, are you fucking me right now? I could have shot your fucking ass. God damn it. I, was, I wasn't scared. I was angry. What an idiot. But then you got to start breaking it down. You got to get past the anger. Because if you only stop at anger, you can't work on the problem. My problem was 
How do I make sure my ass doesn't get capped by that gun? I bought the gun. Now, and, you know, usually he spends all his money on drugs. So it's not, I don't know why. I'll tell you why. He had extra money because he spent a month in jail. So it doubled up. So he had twice the money. So he had money for a gun. Um, so, you know, now I bought, I got, I got that gun. Um, I've bought other people's guns uh, that I don't want to have. That is that problem. But um, I've decided I can't help that guy. I'm kicking him out of the house. He's got to go. And I'm moving a pregnant lady in there. Now, he's a huge problem, too. Don't get me wrong. Such a problem. And usually she's always cursing me out, talking behind my back what a piece of shit I am. Whatever. Pregnant, in the woods, I'm going to get her in that house and she can bitch about me while she's living in my house for free. I don't like homeless women living in the in the woods. I hate it. I hate it. And usually I don't I don't have anything I can do about it, but in this case I do, so I'm going to do it. Um we got to get curious. We got to stop hating people, man. Most people, maybe all people are not bad. They're just caught up in their experiences, you know? Caught up in their timeline of of family and and environment. Got to, got to think. Well, what can we do? No, like I feel. For example, conservatives are feeling very um, unwelcome in America, and that's why they're doing a lot of their what they're doing. That's why they're doing a lot of what they're doing. And um, we, have to listen to them. Be like, hey, man, you're an American. You're a very important American. You grow all our food. You work in all our factories. You uh, drive all our trucks. You, I mean, you do, like, everything. You go to all our wars. You do everything for us. Have you thanked a conservative today? Because, honest to God, you should. Um. And says depression leads to meds which come with horrible side effects and then turn to stopping these side effects, turn to self-medication. Exactly. And then look at this. Jen does some really powerful stuff right here. I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict. My parents used to party every weekend, and so I thought that was normal growing up until I realized it's not normal. It's all about how you're brought up and exposed to. Wow. Um, nice job on your recovery, by the way, Jen. That is awesome. Breaking those habits. Um, I, I'm an, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic as well. I, um, I never got into other drugs. And the most of the reason was because I knew I was an addicted personality and I just was afraid I'd love them. Oh, I didn't get involved. Uh, but I was a binge drinker, um, on the, mostly on the weekends, Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays, you know, a, a case, about 24 beers, some shots. Um, I loved it until it started affecting my life. Um, fortunately, I, I was able to quit and um, very, very thankful. So much pull. 
I remember distinctly somebody saying, what kind of hobbies do you have? And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? What kind of hobbies do I have? I drink. I never really called it a hobby, but yeah, I guess if you want to call it a hobby, it's a hobby. Yeah, I drink. Oh, <sighs> uh, yeah. Let's give Jen a heart on that. Awesome, Jen. Um, all right. What you got to know, people, is you people are wonderful. Don't try not to fall prey to the anger and fear that the government and the media want you to succumb to. It benefits them when you are afraid and angry, and it, and it hurts you. It makes you more isolated. It's no good for your psyche, for your well-being. It causes stress, increases heart disease. We know all these things. Just be the loving person that you are, because you all are. I honestly, we're, I believe that we have the entire universe within us. Um, I believe we're all Mother Teresa and Hitler. We have it all in us. Um, and we have to be kind to that, too. That yeah, I get it. I get why you feel listened to and brought up that school. I understand why you did it. I need to understand it more because there seems to be a pattern of people that do this. It's white Young men, right? What is it about these white young men that feel compelled to shoot up a school? And if we only are just outraged and then beg our politicians to do something, nothing's going to ever happen. We have now to, we have proven in America shooting up a school of elementary school kids is not enough to make any change politically. Just accept that. So what can we do? I would like to suggest trying to understand people. I know a young person, um, yeah, I, I will wrap it up, who is, like, could be a candidate for this. What do I do about it? All right, Shannon, you're right. Let's wrap this baby up. Peace and light to you, Shannon. Thank you for being here, Jen. Thank you for being here. I really, truly, truly, truly appreciate it. I love you all. Peace and light to everyone. Um, and have a wonderful week. Oh, wait. 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 Jen says, uh, 424, 2011. Big fan of pills, and I was also a binge drinker and then became an everyday drinker. And I walked in on my dad doing coke with my brother, and I knew that if I did it, I'd go down a very dark road. Couldn't you imagine the family fun? All of you just doing coke together. See, that's powerful. Like, you want to be a part of the family? I want dad to love me. Wow. That's rough. I lived in that house where my dad made alcohol and everything was so accessible. It caused events to happen such as molestation and rape from people who were family friends. I decided I didn't want to live like that anymore, and so I moved out here to Chippewa Lake. Wow, that's a story, Jen. Wow. So uh, um, April 24th, 2011, I guess, is your uh, quit date. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. That deciding to change your life is so huge. 
And it's so scary because you risk giving up everything, your family, your friends, your, your traditions, your habits, not to mention just the withdrawal and everything. But it's okay. I have a husband and two beautiful children. Happy John. You're the, you're the happy ending to this story that this blog podcast needs. Thank you for being here, Jen. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being uh, sober for your kids. Oh, what a gift you gave them. Gift. What a gift. You changed the trajectory of your family line like a 90 degrees or some big, a whole nother, you took your kids down a whole nother path. At Chippewa Lake, no less. Probably out there jet skiing and swimming and fishing, doing all the Chippewa Lake cool stuff that people do. All right. Thank you, Jen. My honest to God, it's my pleasure and honor to be able to do anything that I do. Thank you. All right, people. I I, I love you so much. I got to go. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will see you next time.